Oh, yeah. I said I would prop it up, but I think this will work fine if I'm just like. Hello, hello. Welcome back. What is this, hon? <laughs> Welcome back. It is episode 23. Did my face just twitch? Okay. First of all, let me collect myself. Everybody take a deep breath. It is, well, I'm posting this by Wednesday before Christmas. I don't know when you're listening to it. I don't know when you're watching this, but this is, I'm going to speak as if it's Wednesday before Christmas, December 23rd. The Christmas Chaos. Oh, that's a good title. Hold on. The Christmas Chaos. Is it? Uh, I don't know, because I think I'm going to talk about Britney Spears today. I didn't record last week, but let me tell you what happened. So as you could see, I'm in a new setup. It's not new. I just moved my desk. I updated on my personal account at Tina Kosnick. What I did was switch the desk. I'm already out of breath. <laughs> it's because I walked share. I came back in. I was on the phone with my mom. We were discussing family drama. So, you know, deep breaths, like, you know, you're all. <laughs> and then I came in here to set up filming. Okay. Oh, am I focused? Probably because I'm waving my fucking hands. So I switched the room around. Previously, my desk was behind the ca- where the camera is now. Now I'm in the corner. First of all, I looked up feng shui about how to do this properly. A lot of you helped me as well with suggestions. Um, but I needed to move the desk around and I'll tell you why. Okay, there was a reason for all this. Uh, where the desk was was fine, but it was freezing. The heat is over here. Like the heat. Every time someone comes into our house, they're like, oh, you got the good heat. I don't know what that means, but there's like base. I guess they're baseball. I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. The heat is on this side. I was freezing. I was freezing over there. So I was like, it's probably because my coat rack is like blocking the heat. I got to switch the room around. I switched it around. It is significantly better in here. I had a huge, I don't know if some of you saw it. I had a huge ottoman that we've had for years. It was like part of the first couch set that we bought when we moved in together. Expensive, gorgeous ottoman. And it was in my room because like, obviously, you know, it's like white fur, (laughs) gaudy, tacky. So of course it was in my room. It was time to take it out. (laughs) It's in the basement now. Um, We have a living room down there. It's downstairs, looks beautiful, but it was taking up so much space in here and it wasn't to sit on, you know, and now because the look at my hair, because this is a podcast studio as well as my beauty room. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to keep it as, to be honest with you. I don't know if it will be a full, I'm just going to talk my stream of consciousness because we need to catch up. Okay. Hang on. I don't know if this is going to be a podcast room or if I'm eventually going to relocate into a recording studio. I haven't decided what the main goal is. Either way, I could do interviews here, but I would like something that someone can sit on, whether it be a luxurious chair, whether it be this chair and I get a new chair. You know what I'm saying? The ottoman just had to go. It's taking up too much room. So this was prior prior to this. This was all shoes. This is not done. Okay. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. I know this is like, what the hell is going on up there? I wanted the flowers because that's a gift for the pod. It says my big sister's podcast on it. That's the podcast mic my mom got for me. <laughs> I don't know where she got that. Um, 
this is just the phone I've always had in my room, the picture of me and my mom, you know, this will change. Okay. This is just what I have now. And then above it, I have bags and stuff. Uh, and then on the other side, I have my shoes and everything. So I switched it around and it just took longer than I thought. Do you ever deep clean and rearrange and you're like, I'm, that's what I'm going to do today. And then it's like a week later. That's what happened. So I didn't necessarily take off from the podcast because like I didn't want to film. I was late. No, it was kind of like I was working on the podcast because I had to make sure I could film in this space. Oh my God. Do you hear that? I don't know if you can hear it, but. That was really loud. It sounded like a truck. I don't know. Around the block. Um, it wasn't, I'm like making excuses, right? <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't want to film. It's because my room was a disaster. It, there was stuff all over. I had to wait to get rid of some things. I listed a million things on Poshmark. Like I couldn't just throw everything out because I was getting rid of stuff. Like I think it was like the Gemini new moon or something like that. I was getting rid of stuff, but I didn't want to just throw it out. There's only so much you could do. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to choke. So it just took me a little bit longer. I couldn't film. I couldn't record. It was a mess. I was working on it every day, but now I'm back to normal. Do you see him slouching? I'm trying. I didn't get a new mic yet. Maybe I'll get one for Christmas. I don't know. Um, now it's, now I could film in it. It's not done. I still have to order things, but of course it's Christmas. So I have to put everything on pause and I didn't Christmas shop until yesterday. <laughs> I went Christmas shopping yesterday. Do you, are you done with yours already? I did a poll on Instagram because I felt like, I don't know, Christmas is weird this year. And I know that's weird to say because it was probably weird in 2020. It was weird in 2021, but I just feel like it's especially weird this year. Maybe it is just a me thing. I finally went Christmas shopping yesterday. I got a few things. The rest, I'm probably just going to do gift cards in order, not because I don't care, but just because I don't know. I was just ill-prepared, you know? It's not always that someone's not thoughtful. It's just like I had too much going on and it just caught up with me. I don't know. I just wasn't in the spirit. I am now, though. That's where I wore a red hoodie. <laughs> I was going to dress so nice. And then I wanted to do like Christmas special. I'm dressing so nice. But... I walked her. It was freezing fucking cold. And when I came back in, I was like, I, I have to just put a hoodie on. I'm freezing. I have sweatpants on. I have a hoodie on. I do have a space heater, which I wanted to talk to you about. I just have to slow down a second. Hold on. Let me tell you what I'm drinking and let's recollect. So hi, everyone. That's what the break was. I'm sorry for my lack of accountability. No, no. Lack of consistency. Um, I probably could have done audio, but everyone likes the video. So then I felt like, okay, let's just wait. It's going to be great when I do video. So that's what we're doing. I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking first. I have water in palm juice. If you're just listening and not watching, water in palm juice with a straw and ice, of course. I'm going to take a sip. Everybody take a drink of water. Stay hydrated <laughs> this holiday season. And I have, sorry, I had to think for a second. And I have this. Did you guys see on my Instagram? Avani New sent me fucking iced coffee, bitch. I thought that was crazy because I get PR. Obviously, right? I've been getting it for years. Beauty, skincare, hair stuff. But it, I don't always get 
lifestyle type of brands. And I say lifestyle because I feel like they don't just make things for working out. I mean, I'm not in the, I never post that I'm in the gym. I go, but I'm not like gym bro. Like I'm not posting protein shakes and stuff. So they must have seen that I post about iced coffee on the podcast and things like that and wanted to send it to me. I don't know, but I love their energy drinks because I do go to the gym. I just don't like post about it. And I use their energy drinks to go to the gym. My favorite flavors are Witch's Brew and Blue Breeze, I think it's called. I have Blue Breeze right now. The rest are good, but they're just not my favorite. Witch's Brew, number one. And don't comment Mimosa or you gotta try Mimosa, stop. I tried all the flavors because you can order samples of their pre-workout. So you could pretty much try all the flavors and we bought all the flavors and try them. Stop with the mimosa. I don't like that one. I like Witch's Brew. It tastes like sour apple candy. And I like, I think it's like Blue Breeze or the Blue Can. So fucking good. So anyway, they sent me this. I couldn't believe it. So they DM'd me and asked if they could send to me. And I was like, can you? (laughs) Obviously, yes. It's so good. I'm going to take a sip. It's a really cute bottle. Alani New Coffee Protein Coffee. 10 grams of protein, maple donut flavored. Um, it tastes really good. I like things like this and I like pre-made shakes just because I'm lazy and I hate cooking. I hate cleaning in the kitchen. I hate feeding myself unless it's significantly easy. You know, I've expressed this before. If it comes in a wrapper, if it's a protein bar, I will eat it because how easy is that? So I like things like this because I guess it has enough protein that you're not going to pass out. (laughs) And it's not a diet thing. I'm not on a diet. I post all the time the stuff I eat. None of that is low calorie from what I know. I'm not even going to read the calories on this because we're not going to, we're not counting here. Um, But I like what, like I like a packaged little meal. You know what I'm saying? Because I can, I'm busy. Like I can run around and drink this. If I'm running out, I can drink this. I just hate stopping to eat. Like it's never in my schedule. I can't, I hate doing that. I hate stopping to eat. I just want to go, go, go. Anyway, I've tried things like this before and they taste a little weird. They're not bad, but they taste a little weird. What's the one? Not Bulletproof Coffee. There's another brand that I would pick up all the time. It was like, is it Keto? Let me look it up. It's like a keto coffee because you're going to know what I'm talking about. It's in, um, hold on, keto coffee. It, you could buy it. Is it own protein? No, I like that one too. You could buy it in, um, it's like in Delhi sometimes. It's not an energy drink. It's a prepackaged iced coffee. It's not Starbucks. Keto iced Prepackaged iced coffee. Let me type that in. Oh, so many keto things are going to be on my fucking for you page. Don't you hate that? If, if you search something or talk about it, it shows up on fucking TikTok all the time. And it's like, I'm not keto. I was just talking about something. That's all. Oh, super coffee. Super coffee is really good. It tastes good. And you get a, I liked it because you get a lot of energy. It tastes good, but it doesn't taste great. It has like a weird aftertaste. Like you could taste the fucking, what is it, xylitol or Splenda or monk fruit. You could taste it. I hate when you could taste monk fruit. I don't like the way it tastes. It tastes weird. It has a weird aftertaste. 
this does not taste like monk fruit. It doesn't taste weird, right? And it's lower calorie. I'm sure it has lower sugars. Yeah, six grams of sugar. So, I mean, whatever. It just doesn't taste weird. It tastes like actual iced coffee. Like if you were to make iced coffee at home with maple donut creamer, this is what it's going to taste like. So it's good. And obviously I'm energized, right? <laughs> okay, what are we talking about today? Oh, I wanted to tell you my lip combination because I always get asked on Instagram and then I forget. And I don't remember the names to products. I've been doing makeup for over 10 years now. I've been an influencer doing makeup, meaning sharing products for over seven years now, something like that. You would think I know the names to products. I fucking don't. I, there's a brain block. Do you have any of those? Like a brain block? Like there's just things you can't remember? There's just things I can't remember. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, that's like, it's Mac Blue Honey. Like, no. I have no fucking idea. I just swatch and look at colors. And I'm sure I read it at some point. Could I ever repeat it? No idea. I just have a weird block to the names on makeup. So when I'm asked, someone was like, oh, I don't know. It's a Morphe lip liner and a color. Like, I don't know the name. So I'm going to show you. So that way, in case you're interested, maybe you don't like it. I'm not assuming you like my lip color. I just know I always get asked and I never know the fucking names. So I'm going to say now. I'm right now wearing on the out. It's a million things. On the outer lip to make them look bigger. Urban Decay Conspiracy, because I love a brown lip liner. This, this one's really good. It's really creamy. Urban Decay Conspiracy. If you if you need a lip liner and you are, I guess you could wear whatever lip liner you want. But if you want like a complimenting brown nude, I don't like pinky nudes. They don't look good on me. I have, um, I don't know if you could tell. I, I always have to color correct. So I don't know if you're going to be able to tell. Maybe you could tell in person. I don't know. I'm more olive medium. Right now, I'm super fair, but like olive medium tones. So pinky nudes look really gray on me. Like they just don't don't compliment me well. I wear browns. So this this is a good brown lip liner. Okay, it's like a YouTube tutorial all over again. <laughs> this is a good brown lip liner. Um, So I have this on the outer parts, just like a little bit, just to make it look a little bigger. On the inside... Morphe lip pencil, coffee and kissy. This one isn't, this one's like a, would you say a mauve tone, a, ro a rose-ish brown, a rose brown, I would say. Rose brown, neutral rose brown. More on the inside because if I just line my lips with this, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look like they're lined. It looks like, it just doesn't look good, you know, because I'm more medium. I need an actual brown liner. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know the girls who wear like a light, like that never made sense to me either. I need a brown, I need a lip liner that differentiates from my fucking lip color. I can't wear a lip liner that's the shade of my lip color. I will look weird. I'll look like concealer lips. This is the shade of my lip color. I need something darker. But I use this to fill in on the, on the inside. <clears throat> Next, I told you, nude, I don't like nude lips anymore. Nude lips are out. I like brown with red now <laughs> next week i'm posting a nude lips <laughs> this is color pop even though i'm we, we're not friends 
It's a good product. I don't fucking like them, but it's a good product. ColourPop, fresh. I'm just kidding. We don't have beef. It's just they used my picture without paying me to use my picture. I could probably send them like a cease and desist or something. I just, it takes too much time. They owe me money at this point. So this is ColourPop. It's a lip tint. You can use any red. You can use any red to do this. I dot it in the center and literally use my finger and blend it out. Just dot a little red. Boom. Just dot a little red. This is one of the best lip lip plumpers you'll ever wear, ever. This is Huda. Oh, I didn't even tell you what this is. Okay. ColourPop Fresh Kiss Glossy Lip Stain in Double Cherry. But like I said, it's not even glossy. You could use, well, I guess if you put on a lot. You could use any red in the center if you want to recreate this. This is one of the best lip line, lip plumpers. I'm getting, hold on. I'm getting mixed up. <laughs> This is one of the best lip plumpers. It's, um, I feel like I've talked about this before too. Huda Beauty Silk Balm Spicy Inflaming Baby. It's really good. It's really, really good. I love, I can't wear a lip gloss unless it has plumper in it. I don't know why. I think they really work. I love, you know, I love Buxom. I love Lawless. This is my other favorite. I don't really like the other ones. I've tried a bunch. <clears throat> so that's my lip combination. I'm going to take a drink because I'm choking. <clears throat> I feel like that's the thing about having heat on. I choke. I choke more often. <clears throat> Does that happen to you? Anyway, am I all caught up now? What do we need to talk about? Oh, I don't really. Okay, listen. I don't really have a topic for today. I know I wanted to talk about Britney Spears because I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about Meg Thee Stallion because I'm getting annoyed about that too. I just wanted to talk about hot topics. Is that okay? I wrote down that um, one of my main topics is Christmas, but like Christmas is, in, is like next week. And do we have to talk about it? It's fucking Christmas. <laughs> and next week. Next week is our last episode of the year, and I'm like, we'll probably do a Christmas recap because we go on Christmas weekend. The next episode is next Wednesday after Christmas. So we'll be talking about, you know what I'm talking, you know, and we talk about what you get, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather talk about hot topics. Do I have anything else personal to update? No. Not really. I don't think so. If I think of it, I'll say it. I'd rather just talk about how to, I'm touching my eye, looking in the viewfinder and stuff. Of course, I'm looking, checking, looking, checking. Okay, let's get into hot topics. Um, let's. In, I want to end with Britney Spears just because that's like a longer conversation. So let's start with Meg The Stallion. Meg The Stallion is on trial because remember two years ago, Tory Lanez, she said Tory Lanez shot her in the foot. The story is, if you've been following the case, or if you haven't been following the case, the story is Meg Meg the Stallion, her best friend, I think her name is Kelsey or something. I don't have all my notes because I just, I'm caught up on Christmas shopping and, you know, too much going on. So I'm kind of like free balling the whole episode. So I'm just going off of memory. (laughs) So if you're correcting me as you're listening, feel free to send me fucking hate messages on Instagram. Our Instagram is at my big sister's podcast. Um, 
Anyway, back to Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion, I guess she was hooking up with Tory Lanez. They went to Kylie Jenner's party together and they brought her best friend. The party ended and this ended with Tory Lanez shooting her in the foot. She didn't call the police. She said she didn't call the police because this was right after the George Floyd murder and, 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 you know, the conversation about cops killing black men. And she felt at the time that it could have resulted in somebody dying had she called the police. But she did go to the hospital. There are hospital records of bullet fragments being removed from her foot. They found an unregistered gun on Tory Lanez, or I guess with his people, but it was not, the fingerprints did not match Tory Lanez. There was no fingerprints on the gun, which is easy to remove, by the way. I just, oh my God, is there something in my fucking eye? If you're watching and not just listening, you see me like rolling my eyes. I think something's going in my eye. Um, You can get the finger, fingerprints off of a gun. Okay, so it doesn't mean that he never touched it. It means that somebody wiped the fucking fingerprints off because the gun was shot. Somebody shot the gun and there's no fingerprints. Okay. Now, she came forward later and said that it was Tory Lanez who shot her in the foot. And then she went ahead and pressed charges. He's saying he didn't shoot her in the foot. So now they're on trial. It is not Meg Thee Stallion versus... It's not... Meg the Stallion, is it called verse for the case? It yes, it's not Meg the Stallion versus Tory Lanez. It's the state of California versus Tory Tory Lane. I can't even talk. Is it? Yes, it's the state against Tory Lanez, but she has to testify. Now Tory was on parole. That's why he's fighting it so vehemently, saying. It wasn't me who shot her. It was her best friend. He's saying it was her best friend. He's saying, Tori's saying her best friend shot her because it turns out they were hooking up with the same people. Why it got into Meg's sex life, I have no idea. It has nothing to do with that. This man is on parole. He was carrying an unregistered gun. Why would she make up that Tori Lane shot her in the foot? Especially for two years. She's gone through, first of all, It pisses me off thinking about it because there are so many people who are doubting her and it's weird now. It's fucking weird. It's weird. She was hooking up with this guy. He fucking shot her in the foot. Does he not? The other thing is he gives, I will shoot you in the foot, bitch, energy. (laughs) Like he does. He's got a chaotic vibe to him. Just in video clips. I mean, and this is like a known thing about Tori, isn't it? Like, doesn't he have... Doesn't he have domestic cases with his exes? Please. Why would Meg Thee Stallion, while she's working on her career, all of a sudden decide to lie that Tory Lane shot her in the foot? That is not the type. That's not clout chasing. That's not the type of clout you want to have. And no, she's not in love with Tory that she's trying to sabotage his life. Like, are you kidding me? He shot her in the fucking foot. I believe every word she says. First of all, she's devastated being on trial. It's extremely traumatizing. I can't imagine just hooking up with some guy and it turns into him shooting me in the fucking foot. I'd probably never want to date again. Oh, I think I'm getting packages. Do you hear her? When she growls like that, do you hear her? I have to shift a little because my back is starting to hurt. 
my back hurts because <laughs> I couldn't get an appointment with her groomer. Everybody's going for the holidays. Of course, I didn't book in time, whatever. Then it rained. She's not dirty, but it rained. And I was like, her leggies are probably fucking, they're probably dirty. I wipe her down when we come in. She's like the cleanest puppy ever. But I was worried about her leggies. I didn't want her sitting in filth. So I saw that PetSmart has a self-wash station. It's great. You can clean it before you put her in. I cleaned her while she was in there. It's high pressure because I can wash her here, but I don't have a high pressure. Like we have good pressure, but it's not super high pressure to shampoo a double coated dog. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably getting a package because she's losing her mind up there. It's okay, honey. And they also have a professional dryer, which I don't have. It also makes a mess like the fur when you wash them, the fur and, and when you dry it goes all over. But it killed my fucking back. It just killed my back. Hold on. I could check who's in the front. I have to wait till she stops growling. If you're watching, I'm checking my cameras because. Oh, yeah, it's the mailman. Every day, same time. And she growls and pops out the door. <laughs> Every day, same time. Okay, back. That's why my back's killing me. So I might fidget a little bit more than normal because, oh, my God, it killed my back washing her. Um, I guess when they're at the groomer, I don't know. I don't know how they do it at the groomer, but my fucking back is burning. Anyway, I don't, do you know how traumatizing that is to be shot by a guy you're hooking up with? Why would she fucking lie about that? Also, it just, I'm a huge Megan Thee Stallion fan. I love her. I absolutely love her. I'm a huge Megan, Megan Stan. I love that she does smoky eyes. <laughs> she, she, I don't know if she's still doing her own makeup, but I know when she started being more well-known, she was still doing her own smoky eyes. Like to me, I just love them. I love the way she dresses. I love her music. I love Meg the Stallion. So obviously I'm biased, but I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm following the case. He fucking shot her. He shot her in the foot because he was probably a jealous fuck or a controlling fuck, or maybe he was on something. I don't know. I don't know why he felt like he needed to shoot her. She claims that he said something like dance bitch and shot her in the foot. First of all, I feel like that's in movies, right? Is that an, is that a movie scene or he thought he was in a movie? Sometimes when people do a lot of drugs, I don't know if he was doing drugs. I'm just saying they were at a Kylie Jenner party. Maybe, you know, like the whole thing is ridiculous. I can't believe that this is not done with already. That anyone's doubting her story. It's weird now. He shot her in the foot. So that's my opinion on Meg the Stallion. I don't even like really, I'm like, I'm not following it the way I was following the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. Just because also the season, like I don't have time to just sit and watch like I was with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case, but it's also not on TV. There's just clips. There's people who will go because you can go to the courtroom. There's people who will go and then report live like via Twitter. Like the when there's a recess, they go out on Twitter or they're live stream outside, things like that. So there's people who are there reporting on it. And that's how you get the information. Um, but I am catching the clips. And I just think it's crazy how people are still doubting it. There's so many. There's like women who doubt it too, which pisses me the fuck off. That's why I want to talk about it. We believe Meg the Stallion here. <laughs> I don't want to say we, because if you don't, you don't. I mean, we all have the right to our own opinion. I just think it's stupid. Like, obviously, he fucking shot her in the foot. Her best friend didn't shoot her in the foot. 
the best friend said she's saying that Tori offered the Meg is sorry. Let me catch up. Meg is saying that Tori offered the best friend a million dollars to shut up. A million dollars is a lot of money. I could see how she would accept that and betray Megan. Um, if they were hooking up with the same guys, that's not a best friend in my opinion. So I don't know how close they really were. Maybe Meg didn't know that they weren't that close. I'm not sure. When, you, when you're suddenly becoming famous or getting some type of clout or money, people tend to latch on to you and pretend to be your closest friend and they're full of shit and they're just there to take whatever they can get. I don't know if that's the case. It just, that's what it looks like to me. So all in all, I think it's really weird how so many people don't believe Megan and so many people are writing for Tory Lanez and, and villainizing. Oh, I got cut off. <laughs> I got cut off. I'm already recording for a half hour. This might be a long episode. Drake, his lyric about Meg, he's dead to me. I don't want to hear it. He's dead to me. I can't believe he said that. He said that's not what it didn't stop. He knew what he was doing, putting that lyric in, knowing that people were were already doubting Megan. I'm just going to move on because I'm getting annoyed. (laughs) Okay, did you watch... The Megan and um, Megan Markle and Harry, another Meg. It's a Meg episode. The Megan Markle and Harry documentary. I don't know what it's called. Is it just Megan and Harry? It's on Netflix. And I watched it. So my mom came. When did she come? She came Thursday. Thursday night, we went, sh- we went shopping. And then when we came back, we started watching the documentary. It is so good. I liked it. People said it's boring. It does get a little bit boring, but I found it so interesting because I think when you realize, when you realize how significant this is, I mean, is it, is it, it depends what you deem important. I don't think it's like important, but the royal family, like they never show anything. There was a brief period, I think it was in the sixties, correct me if I'm wrong, where they wanted to invite people into their lives because the British family, um, what do they call it? The institution of the royal royal palace. They have to stay within the good graces of the Commonwealth because their entire life is funded by the Commonwealth. They live off of tax money. They do not live off of their own businesses and ventures and their own income. They They live off of the people. So the people need to like them. So they keep a lot of stuff private because there's, you know, they have that presence of we are royal and we are better than and we are chosen by God when really it's like, it's 2022, we kind of know. It's about to be 2023 and people have figured out a whole lot of things since the royal family even took place to begin with centuries ago. So they don't say a lot because they need to stay within the good graces of the people or they're cut off. It's up to the people to say if they're still in charge or not. There's all types of conspiracies that lead to how the royal family, look at my hands. They look so big when I do this, right? How the royal family controls things. There's so many conspiracies around the royal family. There's um, the royal family in the UK. I know there's other royal families, but you know which one I'm talking about. There's so many conspiracies. Conspiracies aside, they don't share a lot. There was a brief period they shared stuff because they thought it would help 
invite people into their home and like stay within the good graces. It didn't work out. It was super awkward. It actually worked against them because people found them as like, oh, we really can't relate. Like they're more wealthy than I thought. They have more privilege than I thought. So they figured out that saying less is better. And they usually hold like a 60% approval rate, which is huge. Like that's crazy. But there are, pe- there are people in the UK who really love the royal family. They respect them a lot. They love them. They look to them. And it's also, I think I've said this when Queen Elizabeth died. I said that having that constant makes people feel better. It makes them feel like the world is not ending. We switch our president every four to eight years, right? Americans never feel safe. (laughs) We never feel like we don't have a constant, you know, we don't have one leader. We don't have, we have so many spinning plates at once, but, and they do too, but they have, they had that one person in charge, that one person to look to as their North star. So I could see how people connect with it so deeply and want it to be there, whether it's tax money or not, because they feel like it keeps their home safe. You might not relate. I could just, I could see where they come from in that aspect, right? And people love them dearly. They follow their life. And part of it is because they don't really share, the royal family doesn't really share a lot. So it's kind of up to your imagination. And when you can, like Disney movies, when you can leave so many things up to your imagination and like your image of it, it's... It's easier to love them. Now, when Meghan Markle married in, the UK responded, the UK tabloids especially, responded with so much racism. Blatant, blatant racism. Americans didn't really see this because Meghan Markle is from New Jersey and a lot of people here loved her. She's beautiful. She was on a really good show that people liked, Suits. She's... um. She, she wasn't in any scandals besides getting married to Prince Harry. And she was easy to like, you know, she was easy to, and, and it was one of our own becoming a princess. And it also for a lot of women, it was like fun to follow because like, what do you mean? You just, you went on a blind date with somebody set you up with Prince Harry and now you're the fucking princess. Like, hello. <laughs> I was talking to my friends. She was like, oh, cause in the documentary, Megan explains that their second date He invited her to go to Africa with him where he was, I guess, working or volunteering or whatever. And she up and went. And my friend was like, I don't know. I need, I need, I need my skincare routine. I need this and that. And I was like, bitch, it's Prince Harry. You're getting up and you're going. (laughs) I'm going. I would have went too. I would have went too. And Megan up and went. She went to go stay with Prince Harry in Africa with no glamour, with no hotel room, with none of her. She's a glamorous American successful actress. And she up and went to Africa to go volunteer or what was he doing there? I was also smoking when I was watching. So it was a little bit. I don't remember. And I could see how she did that. So their love story you know, it was really nice to follow because it did seem really romantic. And you have to remember, this is also Princess Diana's son. And he's been outspoken uh, about his love for his mom for a very long time. He has really, he he really, really appreciates his mom. He was really, really affected by his mom's passing. He's He seems more sensitive. To me, he seems just like Princess Diana. 
they're really similar in how in touch with reality they are, in how in touch with their emotions they are, in how sensitive and loving. There's only so much we could see from a TV screen, but just by his actions really and his decisions he's made as far as his career and how he chose to heal. In the documentary, he also showed that the reason he even went, I think he joined um, the British forces because he was home and doing like the royal family stuff and he kept getting in trouble because he never had time to grieve his mom and losing his mom was such a huge, of course it is. I mean, do we even have to say that? No. Anywho, they got together and the UK just flipped the fuck out. Okay. They had horrible stories about her and it's so blatant because they would compare it to the way that they treated, what's her name? Who's married to Prince William? Oh my God. Is her name Catherine? Princess. Oh my God. I can't remember her name. Okay. Doesn't matter. They would report on the same things, but the way they described Megan was crazy. They just treated her so poorly. Then the tabloids were trying to exploit her dad and her dad fell for it. And she tried to put a stop to it. She went to the queen to ask for help. The queen suggested that she write a letter. Somebody leaked the letter. Basically, they just had no support from the institution to navigate how terrible the tabloids really were to her. And it was affecting her mental health. She was having complications in her. You have to watch it, okay? I'm just like going on and on, but you have to watch it, right? Now, the problem, the reason, not not the problem, the reason why I'm talking about it is because so many people are like, I don't like Megan. <laughs> because, and I was watching it too, and I was like, something ain't right with this girl. Like, some, some just gives me bullshit. As a New Yorker, especially, I feel like we can kind of point out or just East Coast. I don't think it's just New York. Just East, maybe just American. I don't know. But East Coast, we kind of point out bullshit really fast. Like, ah, oh, she's full of shit. Like, <laughs> she was giving me full of shit for a couple of episodes there. The first couple of episodes, I'm like, mm, I don't know. She's kind of full of shit to me. Like, it seems like she saw a really good opportunity and stuck by it. Then towards the end, by the last episode, I think there's five or six. That's I was nearly in tears. That's when I formed my opinion and I was like, oh, I don't think she's full of shit. So let me explain my opinion. Now, first of all, your homework tonight, you got to watch it, please. Please for me, find time to watch it. You don't have to, but find time to watch it and tell me what you think. This is my opinion. This is what I think happened. I think that she did see a good opportunity because her friend set them up. I think she did see a good opportunity but I do think she she felt things for him when they met. I think so. I think she felt, because that's, listen to me. A lot of people do a lot of things to benefit from a relationship, okay? It's not impossible to fake the funk and get what you want. But to go through what she went through for one person, she was already a successful American actress, you know what I mean? She she didn't come from pop. She didn't need to. She might have wanted to, but she didn't really need to. So when it got heavy and hard before they even got married, she could have left and she didn't. So to me, I'm like, I think she did. I think she does have some genuine feelings for him. But I think there are more things to it. And I hope this isn't disrespectful 
And I know that the royal family followers, they have some really intense followers. So I hope this doesn't reach the wrong audience by any means. But I'm going to say my honest opinion and you let me know what you think. I do think she was cosplaying Olivia Pope a little bit. What I mean by that is if you now, you know, I'm a scandal fanatic. I love scandal. I watch it all the time. I think that she saw an opportunity to channel the way that Olivia Pope may have made decisions had she been in the same opportunity. Do you know what I mean? I think that when she was conflicted about things, she might have thought to herself, what would Olivia Pope do? This is my fucking theory. I could be wrong and crazy, or maybe it's like a super neurodivergent way of thinking about it. I don't know. But this is genuinely how I felt when I I was high. (laughs) I was very high watching, but this is how I felt when I was watching it. I think she was channeling Olivia, like she was like kind of cosplaying Olivia Pope during all stages of this. Could that have also been some sort of self-defense mechanism? Yeah, because we all have, you know, when you need to be stronger than you want to be or when you need to do something more intimidating, we all have someone we channel. Like I told you about guys about like be a shark, right? That's kind of the same thing. Like I think Olivia Pope was her be a shark. And... I think it ended up being a little bit more challenging than she thought, but I don't think she's a woman who backs down. I think that she knew the impact it would be to be a black woman married into the royal family. And that's what I meant in the beginning when I, when I said this, like some people don't really get, like it might, it might be a boring documentary, but like some people don't really get how significant this is. Like there's literally still artwork depicting slavery in the palace. And here is this black woman marrying the prince. That is a big deal. That's great. It's crazy. And now they, and then they left the palace and now they're doing a fucking Netflix documentary. Crazy. It's just, when you really think about the depth, if you give a fuck to really think about the depth, it is really crazy. She put up with a lot. She did, she made major waves within, within the family. Like that's, it's a lot. And I think she knew that and I think she was really proud to be that. I think that um, she knew the doors that would open. I think she realized the impact and because that was also so intimidating, I think that she did have to uh, maybe cosplay a little bit, not like cosplay and like cosplaying, but you know what I mean? I think she did have to channel her Sasha Fierce and like be a little bit different than she used to be. The other thing I noticed is she's very concise. And maybe after I say this, you'll start to realize this moving forward. But when you're from a certain place, like if we, um, as a New Yorker, when I go to a different place, when I go to the Midwest or when I go to California, when I go to a different country, The way I speak is always um, intimidating to other people. Some people like it and they think it's funny or like entertaining, but it's always like objectified like a thing like entertainment and it's often not taken seriously. 
you know how it is. Having a certain accent, I always tell you, I try to lose my accent all the time. I, I work really hard to be conscious about it. Um, I practiced for a long time to speak a different way because my accent used to be really, like sometimes it's bad, but it used to be way worse. And I really worked on how to speak because I wanted to be taken more seriously. Now, think about it. This is, she, Megan is black and white, but she looks black. So for her to go into a royal family, she might have felt like, I need to be very concise. I need to be very serious. I need to think about what I'm saying. And sometimes when people are really concise with their words or speak a little slower, it's actually, it's literally a technique. When you talk slower, take longer breaks and pauses, sometimes talk a little bit lower, pronunciate in a different way, people will listen better. The other part of that is people will think you're smug. People will think that you are pretentious. People will think that you think you're better than me. You're full of shit. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? And I think that, okay, think of it this way. I think she talks like a British person, but doesn't have a British accent. Because if a British person said everything the way she said it and said everything word for word, but had a British accent, it probably wouldn't make you feel as uncomfortable. You'd probably be like, oh my God, there's someone love. But she has an American accent, but she's very concise. She doesn't use as much words. She doesn't have a heavy, heavy Jersey accent. She's probably really fun to be around with her. Fr- All her friends love her. Like her friends, you see this in the documentary. Her friends love her. They're crying, talking about, and they're not actress friends. They're crying, talking about how hurt they were for her, how devastated Megan was. Like these people love her. So obviously there are very real things to her that people care about her so deeply. I think it's just the way that she talks is unique because this was a unique experience. She had to kind of change to be taken seriously and probably just wanted to like a self-defense mechanism, like channeling someone, channeling someone a little bit tougher than you, a little bit smarter than you to get by through challenging situations. And I think that's why people are so turned off. That's my theory. I think because she's so concise and so well put, but still has an American accent that it's, off-putting because we can't identify it. We can't see it. You know, when someone's different than us and comes around or has a platform, like people love Cardi B because she sounds so relatable to so many people. Her act, Cardi B's act, she's talked about this. Cardi Cardi B's accent is made up of different areas because she's been in different places and picked up on that. She picked up on it like a sponge. And she often talks about politics and people don't want her talking about politics. Because of the way that she speaks, people don't take her seriously in that way. Do you know what I mean? So your accent and the way you pronounce things and your candor and your tempo and your volume. Sometimes people who talk really loud with a heavy accent, no one can hear a fucking thing you're saying. Just like in a fight when you're screaming and you're dramatic and you're emotional, no one can hear you. No one can hear it. But if you're quiet and you calmly explain 
like this with a different tone, people will listen. I think that's what it is. It doesn't sound like you're talking with a friend because she's not talking to a friend. She's talking to you like a professional in the institution or was in the institution. And that's so fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> like when you talk to a boss or, oh my God, like corporate talk, like co corporate, corporate talk is so fucking off putting. I hate when people, if we're friends in real life, speak to me regular. Don't corporate talk me. Don't, I'll circle back. Shut the fuck up. Leave, immediately leave, immediately leave. Friendship over. Friendship over. <laughs> My friends and I call it top hat. Like, don't be so formal with our conversation. And if we have to say something formal or if like there's no other way to say it and it's too formal, we'll send each other a top hat. Or if one person says something too formal, like, hi, how are you? Like, ew, <laughs> top hat, top hat, top hat. Do you know what I mean? When someone is so formal, it's off-putting because it's more comfortable to talk to someone more casual. And usually in formal settings, it's uncomfortable, like corporate, a meeting, a doctor's appointment, lawyers. Like it's so uncomfy. It's usually uncomfy places. And I think that's what it is. I think she's so formal because she's really concise and put together but doesn't have an accent. Now, when someone's formal, but they have an accent, it's like nice to listen to. <laughs> My friend is British. I love listening to her. She could say anything. Love it. She's probably super formal and I don't notice because she has an accent. Like a TV character. So I think it's just a lot of people thinking of it from an American brain and not realizing specifically what it is. And I notice what it is because I pick up on patterns. <laughs> so that's my opinion on Meg and H. I'm not going to tell you what H is. You have to watch to find out what H is. I have to take a sip because my fucking mouth is dry. I'm looking at my list. I really get... Do you hear me swallowing? I'm so sorry. I got lost in the moment. I got lost in the moment. I'll try to edit it out. If you're watching, if you're just listening, I just want you to know there are moment, moments during filming. I'll look at myself in the viewfinder and I'm like, you have to like do something with your face. I look so fucking mean. I think it's just resting bitch face. I also did kind of a smoky today. I want it to look more glam because it's our Christmas episode <laughs> and I wore a red hoodie. This, this hoodie's nice. Um, my sister got it for me for Christmas last year too. It's one of those anxiety hoodies. Should I turn around? Hold on. Hold on. My mic was in the way, but you know what I'm talking about. It says your anxiety is lying to you. My sister was wearing it. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I love that hoodie. That's so cute. And she was like, oh, I'll get you that for Christmas. And I was like, boom, done. Thanks. Love it. And I love it. I wear it all the time. In the front, it says you are bigger than what is making you anxious. Oh, I just <laughs> I'm taking in a lot of air. I think it's so nice. I don't know where she got it, though. It was a gift. I have no idea where it's from. Is it on the tag? I don't know. If it's on the tag, I'll try to put it in the description or you could just ask me on Instagram if you're interested and I'll try to find it. Oh, my nose is so itchy. Hold on. I've spoken about this before. First of all, let me introduce my celebrity guest, Britney Spears. 
My sisters also got me this. This is last year. They got. I don't know when they. Maybe it was for my birthday. It's a Funko Pop of Britney Spears. Isn't that so cute? They're so cute. They're really thoughtful. And I love it because it's Britney in the little red jumpsuit. I love it. So I just keep it over here. I always have it out. Our celebrity guest. Our first celebrity guest is Britney Spears. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Britney Spears, to the set. Um, so I, can't, I spoke about her recently, and I can't remember... I know that I was watching what I say. I know that I was purposely thinking to myself, watch what you say. And that was because everybody was on their high horse about like, leave her alone. Her and Sam are in love. And I think I had said to you, something's off. I don't like it. But I left a lot out because because a lot of people think that, well, I mean, they're right. We don't have to talk about Britney Spears, but... A lot of people think that we should just shut the fuck up. She's out of the conservatorship. She's free. She's obviously traumatized. She's fine. She's traumatized. This is my real opinion, okay? And this is, first of all, she, Brittany has said she doesn't want anyone talking about her, but I don't really have a big platform, so I feel like this isn't that hurtful. Like, when is she going to see this? She's not going to see this. Oh, hold on. Is he back right now? Oh, fuck. Well, I'm not going to stop recording. He's just going to have to be quiet. Oh, no. It's um a lost dog in my area. Okay, back to what I was saying. I was watching what I was saying, and I wasn't fully saying my full opinion, but I'm going to tell you my full opinion now because in recent news, now everyone's like, something's not right. Obviously, something's not right. I, I can't. It's driving me crazy. I go on TikTok and there's so many videos about the conspiracies. They're like, something's not right with Britney. Something's not right with Britney. You and I both, we know, right? This group knows. Our sisters know. We know something hasn't been right for a very long time. Now, do I think she should have been in a conservatorship? No. But for some reason, when you say something wasn't right the whole time, people think that you're also saying that she should be in a conservatorship. No. That's not it. But like I said, you got to watch what you say because her fan base is so strong that it's like you get, and I don't mind getting attacked, but it's just like fucking annoying. And I don't feel like over explaining every little detail, especially on TikTok, but I'm going to tell you my opinion now. What I think, okay, in recent news, apparently I didn't even watch all the videos. I I stopped following her when she was like posting naked every day. I think what happened was Sam posted a weird video of her and people are like, that's not her. That's a recording of her. And there's conspiracies that people think that she died. People think that she's a clone and they're just using crazy conspiracies. And I understand the concern on that end. Like something's not right. She's not posting. She All her pictures were gone and now she's back. They did something to her. She's in another conservatorship. Sam is the new conservator. This is my theory on what happened. Okay, and listen to the whole thing. Don't listen to a piece of this and take it out of context. Just listen. I think Brittany always had some type of mental illness from the beginning. Okay? Whether it be um, something on the spectrum, something neurodivergent, 
something along the schizophrenia line, something across the DID lines, something just trauma, you know, trauma causes a lot of these things as well. I'm not saying it's her fault or she was born that way. No, no, no. I give full respect to, to that. There's a good chance she could have been traumatized so deeply that it manifested in something more severe. But I think it was early on. I don't think it was all of a sudden 2007. I don't think it was in the middle of her conservatorship and they just abused her during that. And no, no, no. I don't think that's the case. I think that there was something prior. And it's part of the reason that her family maybe may have been very hands-on. Um, maybe she was just displaying some things that you and I might display and they were being really dramatic about it because she is their meal, meal ticket. And then I think the stress exacerbated whatever she had going on. Now I'm not going to diagnose her. Hold on. It's going to cut off in a second. What was I saying? Oh, women get misdiagnosed all the time. There is a history of people, you have to look this up. I can't get into it today. And if you want to, I'll try to deep dive and do a long episode about it. But there is a long history of women being diagnosed bipolar and schizophrenic, even though they absolutely were not. Okay. This is a thing. And it happened a lot. There used to be a time where your husband could just be like, bring. My wife is schizophrenic. She has to be put away. And because it was your husband and he has medical rights over you, you could be thrown into a fucking mental institution. Like, this is a real thing. And these women were not schizophrenic, bipolar, or any of these things. I think that she, I think that there was something going on and she, Something was exacerbated because of all the stress. First of all, being a pop star, it looks like it's a whole lot of work. Like when I was little, I wanted to be a pop star and I was doing the Destiny Child dances. <laughs> and I was on the floor swinging my hair to Beyonce and me, myself and I. And I was pu- busting out moves to what is it? 3LW and fucking Spice Girls. I swore to God I was the next Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and, and Beyonce, like, I thought I was that bitch. I thought I was about to be in a girl band. Looking back, <laughs> the fucking work they put in, it's exhausting, okay? They do, and it's pro, it's not a hard, it's not like, you know, being a construction worker or a nurse or a police officer. It's obviously not a hard job, but it's hard as fuck physically. Like, they don't sleep. They have to, oh my God, they have to memorize so many things. They have to always be on and flirty and smiley and happy. And that's fucking exhausting. Do you ever go to a party and you have to be on and like alert and paying attention, having good conversation? Then you get home and you're fucking exhausted because that's me. Because at a party, I am like on. Hi, how are you? By the time I'm home, I can't even fucking talk. I can't breathe. And pop stars, I feel like I have to do that all the time. Okay, so I think the stress and the hard work and the and the hours and all of it exacerbated whatever it was going on, because let's think back to 2007. She had a breakdown. Okay, 
Now, there's a lot of people with bipolar that live a very normal life and they don't shave their head in front of paparazzi. And I don't mean that in a sassy way. I'm sa- I'm trying to give an example of there's bipolar people who do have manic episodes and it and it progresses and it gets really bad and they and they make decision life-changing decisions, you know. But most of the time, it's very manageable, especially someone with a lot of resources and a lot of money. She shaved her head and then she was diagnosed with early on dementia and that's how they locked in a conservatorship. Now, there's obviously a lot of, what's the word? What's that word? When there's inside bad stuff happening. If there's a jump cut, I had to pee and change the battery. (laughs) Hold on. I'm trying to get comfortable again because my fucking back is killing me. Corruption is the word. I couldn't think of a word. The word is corruption. There's a lot of corruption within the conservatorship community or conservatorship industry, I guess. I don't know what the word is. Conservatorship in California, there's a lot of corruption. So she was diagnosed with early on dementia. Now, Obviously, they needed a diagnosis to get the conservatorship, but hold the fuck on because some what the fuck was really going on that they found her to be early on dementia? Like that was a question we never got answered. What was they they came to that from something? Maybe it was an exaggeration of something, but you don't just like no one could just say that to me today. You know what I mean? We would all be like, what? Like where? I function normal life. I might forget a word or two, but, you know, I could do everything. She was literally performing, memorizing choreography. Dementia is spotty. Some some days you remember, some days you don't. It's a degenerative brain disease. And she, you know, what, what made them say that? Was it something else? I think personally, I feel that there was something else because even with her being out of the conservatorship and a lot of people are like, well, she's traumatized. She doesn't have to share everything. I agree. But let's talk you and I. If you were just released from somewhere, right? Think about someone getting out of prison and maybe on the phone, you know, they they advise you don't talk about everything on the phone and during your visits and stuff, but... Wouldn't you be out and explaining yourself and like, I didn't do it and it was this. She doesn't sound all the, oh, excuse me. I'm I'm getting worked up. She doesn't sound all the way, she doesn't sound all the way there, you know? Like, I would think that she might, like she's free from this conservatorship. She has the right to go do an interview and, and, you know, get on, do a nice, sit. like I told you last time I spoke about her, where the fuck are her friends asking to, you know, girl, we got to do your makeup. We got to, you know, you got to put on a lace front. Like if her hair is short and choppy and the extensions won't blend, there are fucking Kim wears a lace front, a really good, it's normal. Like people who lose their hair, a lot of t- uh, news anchors, tons of women wear wigs. It's not a big deal. There's tons of men wear wigs. Like, get a nice wig on her. She's Britney fucking Spears. Like, that right there told me everything I needed to know. I mean, 
she has the freedom to do whatever now. Yet, even at her wedding, we couldn't get a full on beautiful image in high res. Like it's like something she's hot. Something is being hidden. And I don't think it's that she's still in a conservatorship because you need court documents that are public, right? And and you can conspiracy and conspiracy. Some conspiracies, like not everything's a fucking conspiracy. I think that something else is going on and maybe she doesn't want it out or maybe they don't have a word for it yet or maybe to protect her, they don't want to say it because maybe if they say it, it would give her dad a right to put her back in a conservatorship or maybe the state will feel like, no, she should be in a conservatorship then. If she's diagnosed with this, then she should be in a conservatorship. Like it could be protecting her from going back into a conservatorship. And I think there's something because she's not having, like sometimes the conversations seem well put. Like sometimes she'll say something and it does seem well put together. And then sometimes it's like, what? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean it in a judgmental way. I don't mean it like meaning to be mean about her. I mean it in what made anyone think like her getting married and and immediately going on social media was a good idea. Because it's not just about freedom. Obviously, she should have her freedom. But there's also dignity. Like the people who love you should, you know, when you can't make the best decision at the moment, and maybe it could be trauma, but I think that there was always something. Maybe it wasn't dementia. And the trauma and the stress exacerbated that. And we, the public, don't need to know, but we don't know. And I think maybe part of that is being shielded on purpose. Maybe her husband is trying to help her and not show that, you know, I'm in between that he's full of shit and he's just trying to profit off of her because she is very wealthy still. And, you know, he's hired help. But then I'm also like, maybe he Maybe maybe he's a good person, which is what I want to believe. And part of this is to help her and protect her. And he knows the diagnosis. And maybe maybe he doesn't love her like how we have relationships with our with our partner. And you know we could see each other. You know you're in the room with them. Maybe maybe it's not like that. But this is a person that he signed up to care for because this is a person who needs care. Do I, again, do I think she needs to be in a conservatorship? No, but I do think that she needs help, more help that maybe her fans don't want to admit to or help that maybe you don't want to say in a courtroom when you're trying to get out of conservatorship because I know that she was on the phone or she phoned in or we, how did we get her audio? Was she in the courtroom or she phoned in? And she sounded very well put, like she was able to put her words together. There are certain diagnoses, diagnoses where sometimes you're here and sometimes you're not. And you can you can put something together. Or maybe it's as simple as that sometimes she's overwhelmed and it's not coming out the way that, you know, she's not expressing herself the way that she thinks she wants to and she's not used to social media because she never had it. 
there's so many different theories, but I do not think the theory is that she's dead. I don't think this is a crazy Avril Lavigne theory. I don't think it's a crazy Illuminati conspiracy theory. I don't think that's the case. I think that her dad's a con man and saw an opportunity and took it back in 2007. I think finally he got caught and he's paying for that now. But I also think that Brittany needs special care. And that's why a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. Because that special care is not the public's business all in all. It's not. It's not. And I know when you love a celebrity, you feel like it is because you felt it's made her fans believe that they were the only ones who cared for her. And by them speaking up and being so passionate, she was able to get out of this conservatorship. So I'm sure they also feel an extra responsibility to be even more hands-on and more eyes-on trying to pay attention to what these messages are and is she sending us little signals and what else do we need to do? Like, do we need to show up there? I'm sure they feel even more responsible and even more like, let's, 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 you know, we're going to go to war for our queen. But the reality is this is a famous celebrity and her health and her mental health and her diagnoses and her circumstances are really no one's business but her own and the people involved and the state because conservatorships have to do with the state. I think if I were to narrow down what... I don't want to say a diagnosis because I don't like know enough. I feel like a lot of them mimic each other and it's very hard to pinpoint just one. And I feel like some also trigger others, right? Like you can have DID, but some days that could also show as schizophrenia. You could have DID and it, it, it could also show as ADHD. You can have ADHD and it could show as schizophrenia. You can have depression. It could show as bipolar. Like... There's so many different things. That's that's why it's always hard to diagnose someone. That's why professionals should always do it. And that's why women often get diagnosed. Misdiagnosed, sorry. I I think that she I think that she's struggling with something way beyond way beyond what was told or said on her Instagram. I don't think she has the words for it. And I think that Some days she is able to get on her social media and share parts of her story in the way that she feels. And I'm sure that feels really liberating. And I think that someday she comes down from that and it feels like the walls are closing in. And I think that articulating all that and feeling like maybe she owes every single person a response is probably really overwhelming. I did for a second think there was like a bigger conspiracy and like she was not at the conservatorship and Sam's her new conservator. I did for a second, but I don't think that's the case. I think that she has a little bit, not even a little bit. I'm just trying to be gentle with my words. I think that she has a whole lot more going on than what's been brought to the public because it's very private and delicate information. And I think she requires special help. I think that she does need maybe not a conservator, but maybe because she's not like conservatorship is really like to handle your funds. She's not like out wildly spending her money, 
we'd never even see her out. I think it's more mental health. I think that she needs really special care. Maybe she does need a doctor that comes and checks on her every day. Maybe not a doctor her dad picks. <laughs> like, but maybe, you know, somebody that she can trust, someone that has her best interest at heart, can pick a good doctor that does check on her every day and help her navigate this immense trauma that she's experienced over the last few years, the last decade. In addition to that, I can imagine that going through something and then having people ask you about it to such a volume is like overwhelming because, well, I'm sure you guys understand. I don't even need to give any personal examples. I think you guys get it. Like that's probably a lot. So I'm sure that she's had good days because it's really exciting to be free. And then I think the reality of things probably set in like a fucking, you know, like like taking the air out of your lungs and it's hard to catch her breath again. And I think I I hope I don't regret saying this, Sam. Don't make me fucking regret saying this. <laughs> I think her husband, I think he's doing his best to help her. I think he's doing his best to make it appear like everything's okay for her. I don't think he's just doing his best to make sure everything's okay because he's just cashing a check. I, and that wavers, you know, tomorrow I might be like, no, he's fucking hired help. (laughs) That might change again, but that's what I'm in between. Half of me is like, no, he knows what's going on. He always knew what's going on. And he just, he cares about her. And at this point, he wants to make sure that at least she's safe. And at least someone's here advocating for her. But then the other half is like, he's been around the whole fucking time while she was in a conservatorship. So what's going on? You know, like he was around this whole time and allowed her to be in a conservatorship. So I, we're, we're missing pieces to this puzzle that there are no theories that make sense. And, um, I forgot to add this part in because the reason I even thought about this is because Perez Hilton made a video and said that he just got word that what's going on with Brittany is way more complex than anyone has said. And none of the conspiracy theories that he saw on TikTok were right. And a lot of the conspiracy theories I said that she said, she's a clone. I should have started with that, but you know, I forgot that part. And this is probably why, because we don't have all the, nobody has all the information. She does, her father does, Sam does, you know, probably her sister maybe. Are these people going to say it? Probably not, because I bet that her dad, I bet if he said the full truth, it would incriminate him as well. It would make him look worse. And didn't he just do a fucking interview? I bet Sam isn't saying anything because, you know, good or bad, he's still there. He still has to, you know, do his role, whatever that may be. And I think her sister's a really selfish person. And maybe that's why during the Caller Daddy interview, you know, that was like the last interview she did, right? I didn't like that one. And I don't know her personally. And like I said, we don't have all the details, but I didn't like it. I just feel like, you know, don't do any interviews. Don't do any interviews. Obviously, your sister's going through something. Uh, Like, obviously. And your whole life was funded from your sister. Have a little bit of respect. And at the very least, just shut the fuck up and don't take any fucking interviews. And how much could she have gotten paid for that interview? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's a caller, but what did she benefit from it? Did she get any business deals? Like, how much could she have gotten from that one interview? 600 bucks like I can't imagine that it was more than a couple thousand dollars 
How long is that even going to last you? It Was it worth it to do the interview? I don't know. And, and she wrote a book. I just feel like there's more to it. And I do think it will come out because I think some stuff will be unavoidable. I don't know if it will come from Brittany, but I'm sure there'll be some type of explanation. And I do think there's a diagnosis. And most of all, with all of the money and resources in California, like I wish that, or maybe it's hard to do, or maybe they've tried and it didn't work, but all these people like Paris Hilton who claim to love her so much and blah, 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 like none of them are stepping in to be like, hey, babe, can I? help you with anything like no one has like a week to you know try to help her a little time to try to help her she doesn't need the money but like resources some guidance like somebody on her team because it just seems like right now that's not what's going on I don't think she should have had social media right away just because clearly she doesn't know how it works and she has the right to be liberated and free but yeah, I just feel like there. I feel like the end of the conservatorship could have went more smooth for her had she had someone genuinely on her side, or maybe someone smarter. Maybe Sam's really on her side, but he's just not that bright, you know. Like maybe he really does love her, but he's just stupid. Because I feel like some decisions were poor. <laughs> like the conservatorship was a bad decision, but I feel like a lot of stuff after the conservatorship was also a bad decision. Like I don't think we should have been. I don't think we should have had that much access to her, meaning like seeing her body and like, I believe in sexual liberation as well. You know, I always say that, like, I wish I could do OnlyFans. I wish I was in Playboy and like all these things, but I'm not coming out of a conservatorship where someone deemed me with dementia. Like I'm not a pop star. I'm not, you know, I'm most of the time pretty fucking sane where I know that when I make these decisions, I know what the repercussions are. And I think that she was just posting on Instagram, not capable of being able to gauge what that means. But I think that it was just not safe to say that in the courtroom because then she would have still been in the conservatorship. So these are my theories, my working theories, and I'm sure they'll change again, but I would love to know what you guys think. Um, Again, I don't want to say a diagnosis because I don't know that many that well. But I think there is something going on and it's a little bit deeper than, oh, she's just traumatized. Trauma could do a lot of fucking things. But I think there was, I think it's something that was exacerbated by trauma. That's my, that's my opinion on it. So I am keeping up with the Britney stuff because you guys always send me the Britney stuff. And that's what I think. I think that you know, I think that a lot of shit was wrong for a long time and it was really fucking frustrating to see so many people be like, oh my God, yay, her conservative show is over. And like celebrating the wedding. I feel like I was watching being like, what? Like a wedding? Like what? And even when she was talking about having a baby and so many people were like, yay, like she'll get to have a baby. Like what? Listen, stop, stop with that shit. I understand that she should have her own body autonomy. Yes, she should. But you mean to tell me you thought everything was perfectly fine, but she was just in a conservatorship? No, like, stop. That's the part that pissed me off and why I also want to... Sorry, here's something by my door. I don't know. Why I also wanted to talk about it because it's like crazy to see like, oh, now everyone thinks something's wrong. 
And not in a mean way, like, yeah, there's nothing fucking wrong with that girl. No, she needs guidance. She needs people who love her to step in. She doesn't need a legal fucking conservatorship, but she does need special care. Getting married and having a baby straight out of a fucking conservatorship is a little bit like intense. It's re-traumatizing. Some stuff is re-traumatizing. Even if you think it's like a fun, it's supposed to be a happy thing. 50% of married couples get divorced. It's not always a happy thing. A lot of people have kids wish they didn't have kids. It's not always a happy thing. Some things can re-traumatize you. So it makes sense to me that because I thought this the whole time that she got married and had all these exciting things and now she's maybe not feeling so good and maybe so depressed that she doesn't want to be on social media and things aren't making sense because not all of these things are necessarily happy and exciting and and should be done immediately out of a traumatic situation. She has to heal now. There's a lot of things to work through. You don't like... She didn't come and do an Oprah interview the way I'm speaking to you now and fully lucid and, and fully like aware. No, she was posting content on social media that seemed very unaware and seemed very spaced from where we are in reality. And you thought this same person should be able to go get married and possibly have a child? Like, to me, that's very like, what? And I don't, again, when you say things like this, people think you also think that she shouldn't have body body autonomy. I'm struggling saying that. Body autonomy, body autonomy. <laughs> but she should. I'm not saying that she shouldn't. I'm just saying that she needed a little bit more guidance and maybe these big decisions would end up being re-traumatizing. That's all. So that's my opinion. I know I already said that. I repeated myself, but that's my opinion. And I hope that she's okay. And I hope that she's either getting or will get the special care that she needs. And I hope that, you know, someone guides her to maybe, I'm scratching myself, sorry. Someone guides her to maybe not be on social media right now, just because you don't need 20, 20 million opinions in your face. She doesn't need 20 million fucking opinions and conspiracy theories. Like she would not be able to scroll TikTok. She would not be able to get on Instagram right now. She probably can't even open her fucking phone without her trauma being alerted in her face. Do you ever tell anyone bad news and then they, they're like, what? And then you feel worse because you didn't really realize how bad it was. But now this person's freaking out. So now you feel like you should freak out. She's probably experiencing that like a billion times over. So why did she have a phone right away? Like, why did it go from full conservatorship to nothing? No special care. It just seemed like they were like, oh, okay. I bet her dad, my other theory about her dad is, I bet he was like, oh, you want her out of the conservatorship? Okay. And knew this is what would happen. And again, he's not going to admit that. He'll probably be like, well, this is why I thought she should be in a conservatorship and blah, blah. No. He was like, oh, you think she shouldn't be in a conservatorship? Okay. Watch what will happen. Watch. And immediately she was posted naked on her Instagram. I think he knew the truth. I don't think she has early on dementia. But I do think he knows he was privileged to information and he used it to his advantage because he's a fucking con man, a failed con man, but a con man. And instead of being a loving parent and 
advocating for her the right way and making sure she has the special care she needs within this transition or at all, at all. Even Okay, here's the other thing. If he was a loving dad, why did he need a conservatorship? Exactly. If he was just a loving father, he would have been able to guide her while she did get the special care she needs without the fucking state being involved. Do you know why families can do this without conservatorships? Like, but he's a con man. He knew she has such and such. She's vulnerable. And he took advantage of it. So that way, when she they were pushing to get her out of it, he was like, okay. Because he knew that something would spiral out of control. And it worked to his advantage. Because there, I see the comments. People are like, well, maybe she shouldn't be out of a conservatorship. A conservatorship has to do with finances. A conservatorship is not 24-7 medical care. Your conservator can decide for you to get medical care. But that's not what that means. It means it, somebody else handles your money, handles your life. But it's someone who cares about you should make that, that should be making sure you get the special care you need. I think she needs that. I don't know if it needs to be. She's too famous. She doesn't need a fucking facility. That's the other thing. A facility is for people who, oh, my boyfriend is calling me. He's probably coming home now. A facility is for people who really don't have somewhere else to go, but she has enough money to be in, comfortable at her home, wherever wherever that may be, with hired help, with doctors, she has she has the money for those resources and someone her dad took advantage of that. But I think that's why he was like, "Okay, we can let her out of the conservatorship." He fucking knew. He knew that there's something. He knew she needed special care. And I think he's a fucking piece of shit. I think he took advantage of a sick person, a vulnerable person. A, a possibly disabled person. We don't know what she has, but I know I'm telling you right now, she's not, it's not just trauma. Okay. It's not just trauma. And it's, that sucks. That's sad. And I hope that she's okay. And I, and I hope it's fixable. You know, I hope that there's healing. She's still a young woman. She's still talented. She can still fucking move. Cause I'll tell you right now, I can't, I can't move like that. My body doesn't look that tiny and tall. She could lift weights. Like she's got a lot of life left to her. And I think with the right care, she could find herself in a very comfortable and happy and peaceful situation. Right? She's not poor. We didn't find her in fucking in an alley. Like she's still wealthy. She still has resources. She's still very famous and she's still very loved. So she could, you know, they could build, and I hope that they do, her own sanctuary of, oh my God, think about it, all that money. What would I do? (laughs) Let's make it about me. Could you imagine if I had all of that money? I want to go play lotto, actually. Let me write this down. Guys, go play lotto. If you win, send me, um, (laughs) if you win, send me something. Lotto, play lotto. Okay. Just think about it. If you had all of that money. What would you do for yourself health-wise? That's what I always think about first. Like, I think I would get security, obviously. But after that, health-wise, like, fuck the cars and the clothes and diamonds and shit. I want doctors. (laughs) I want a nurse every day. I want the best doctor, the best scans, the best medicine, the the best of everything. 
on a ritual. I want to be checked for every little, I want the best of the best of the best. She can do that. She has the lotto. But I think that locating these things on her own is probably more complex, especially because she was sheltered. And I bet she has a lot of trust issues with doctors at this point because the wrong doc, I'm traumatized as fuck. Like, (laughs) I don't want to go to therapy because I'm traumatized as fuck. I don't want to speak to another therapist. I'll get there one day maybe, but I don't trust them right now. Some of you are therapists. I don't mean that offensive to you, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, I... Once you get traumatized by a doctor, it's very hard to go back to a doctor. Like, that's how I feel. I'm sure she feels the same way to a whole different level. Um, But still, you know, I hope that someone can step in and get her really good, trusted help. I'm sure that there's genuine people who can guide her because her parents sure as fuck couldn't do it. And that's unfortunate, but they couldn't. All right, guys, I'm starving. I hope this episode was entertaining. I hope that you're still here. I hope I didn't lose any of you because this is my favorite thing in the whole world. (laughs) Please don't leave me. And have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful... Oh, and Happy Hanukkah. Um, I don't think it's Kwanzaa yet. If it is, Happy Kwanzaa. If I missed anything, let me know. But I think right now it's Hanukkah Day 2. Happy Hanukkah. Christmas this weekend. And... We'll talk, of course. I'll be on Instagram. I'll be on TikTok, you know. And of course, leave a comment. Let me know what else you want to talk about. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm starving. (laughs) My back hurts. I love you guys. Stay well, and I'll see you next week.